0: Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. This is It's going to be a cool episode. I have a a co-host. I have Mr. Farouk. He is back on the show. And I wanted to open up allowing my guest and co-host to share a little bit about their experience. But first, who are you?
1: All right. So, hello. And I am... Ahmad. My friends call me Berdi or Berdia, but officially I'm Ahmad. And yeah, it's been uh, almost four years. I'm doing my PhD in astronomy here at MSU and hanging out with many cool people and folks around here. Yeah.
0: Right on. And so, how did y'all two meet?
1: All right, you go ahead. (laughs) 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 So I
2: I came here last year. Uh, and I have a, I have an Egyptian fella he is also doing his PhD so he told me I gotta, I gotta introduce to you to a uh, very cool person Uh uh-huh. so it turned out to be Bardia the first thing we did is uh, we grabbed the smoke together <laughs> just to break the ice yeah uh, Turned it out to be uh, one of the coolest people I've ever known in my life
0: I gotta say that uh you know, the night you invited me down here, and he's like, I've got somebody that you have to meet. I've got to make the same statement. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure, dude. Like, uh, we've had, we've had some good times right here.
1: That's true. And yeah.
0: so, um, how did you end up at Mississippi State?
1: All right. So, technically, the point that I got here at the MSU... Uh, I mean, I was planning to apply and come over to US to continue my education, my grad education. So I have a partner, and my partner was here. I mean, she came to US a couple of years before me, mm-hmm. and she was doing her PhD here at MSU in the same major, physics. So. I just wanted to catch up with her as soon as possible. So, uh, I applied, I got admission from a couple of different schools, but I picked MSU because, I mean, I had a significant order to be there. So, that was the reason that I moved to MSU. Okay. And also, I mean, they have a, I mean, MSU, physics department has a astronomy program. And um, apparently, I mean, one of the advisors was working on it comets, and cometary science, planetary science, so that was a field that I was interested to. So I could just send the email, check if they are interested to having me over for the research group, and I mean, they liked it, so I'm here.
0: <laughs> and so just to back up a little bit, tell me a little bit about where you're from.
1: Alright, so I'm from Iran. I'm from Iran and I'm from Tehran, the capital of Tehr- Iran. Okay, I've been whole my. I mean, I spent my whole almost twenty, yeah, twenty-two years in Tehran. I grew up there.
0: So, uh, and you can air this out however you want. I'd love for you to be honest. Uh, when you were growing up, uh, family, or your own personal opinion of the United States, what was that like? during that time, especially 2001, 2002, and during the whole war, right?
1: Right. So, I mean, the whole idea about the United States and how people in Iran think about the Western culture actually is pretty cool because over the background of, I mean, it's been uh, 40 years that revolution happened in Iran. So back then, Iran had a pretty... Uh, close connection and relationship with the US. Mm-hmm. So many of the people were coming over for education or even people from US were coming to Iran so it was a nice communication. between. Good people. exchange. Exactly. So since people experienced the time that everything was alright and they know people, they know the culture, they know, I mean there is nothing we're all same, And it's just cool to hang out with different people with different cultures yeah so the main culture in Iran about Western Europe or US is pretty much same and everyone honestly is in love to come to visit people to have I mean hang out with some folks so that's how I grew up in this I mean that's a culture that I grew up in yeah so but I mean US for me was always um, defined by the opportunity I really I really considered United States as a country of the opportunity, regardless of many up and down that exist uh-huh. in many other places in the world. And I mean, I have so many critics I mean, about what's happening around, Sure. But the fact is still people in the United States, I believe they are very diverse, very multicultural, very welcoming. And I mean, over the past four years that I'm here, honestly, I didn't have anything rather than fun. Right I mean, amazing people, amazing culture, very welcoming. I never had even one single bad incident about anything that they say. So cool. I really admire, I really admire many things here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, uh, when you were growing up, uh, tell me a little bit about just education and like early early life in Tehran, uh, what was that like? Was your parents really involved in education or, uh, you know, were you, were, was your head stuck in books? What were you interested in?
1: Right. All right. So, I mean, I almost got into in science right after I started in school. And uh, my parents, I mean, they were always pushing me toward higher education, just be involved in science. That's going to make your life. So even environment in my family was Supportive towards education and keep going on the science. So I got into the school. I kept going till my middle school. At middle school, I really find out that astronomy is something that it's really kicks in for me. I love it. I really want to know what's going on in a large scale in the universe and many things. Mm-hmm. So I started with a couple of um, astronomy institute around at that time as an amateur astronomer and I started doing some stuff at that time in high school uh, I got a little bit more into it I start studying for the olympiad and stuff so in a level of I mean graduate school studying but for the olympiad in high school so that olympiad got me really involved in the physics and astronomy as a especially in the mathematic part of it yeah, uh, just a
0: little bit more about that Olympian school. Did y'all have kind of the same setup in Egypt in Cairo?
2: Some schools did, <clears throat> but I didn't. My school didn't have this uh, kind of examination. But yeah, some some because we have public schools and we have private schools. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanna if you wanna pursue your undergrad outside Egypt, you have to do this. But as long as you're inside Egypt, except for a couple of universities, you're good. You don't have to do any of that.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, just a little bit about that Olympian school. So it's a little bit more than a private or public school. Would that be yeah. more so, like a charter?
1: I mean, uh, I was studying in a private school, but it was very known as school among them. I mean, private school in Iran because of the level of, I mean they had entrance exam and stuff so it was already competitive to get in yeah but in these type of schools in Iran they really uh, try to promote the, their top 10% students to get involved in this Olympiads competition it's a global large scale I mean competitions and honestly actually Iran has a very Highlight out, I mean, outstanding position in the Olympiads in physics and astronomy and math, all three of them. Actually, just, I mean, honestly, in the past five years, I guess, third time, I mean, Iran's Olympiad, astronomy Olympiad team got a gold medal in the Olympiad. So, I mean, in the infrastructure yeah. of this type of Olympiad and stuff, it, I mean, they, they really, the educational system really push you to be, to show your best in it
0: when I think about the world as a whole uh, and that really highlights it when I think about the science uh, whether it be physics, astronomy or things of that nature uh, I really go to northeast Africa the Middle East uh, you know the the heart of the planet as it were like you know if if you look back on history I mean yeah. that's where it, that's where it all started Yeah, and so it makes total sense and so like y'all were top pedigree in this field, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, back in the history, when you go back into 3,000, 2,000 years ago, yes, I mean, you will find most of the very known astronomers, mathematicians, from Arabs countries, from Persian countries, you know. So, yeah, that's very true. That's very true.
0: And just from moving on to these schools to Moving on into higher education, into run, Mm -hmm. uh, what did that look like for you? Uh, How did you begin to plot? I know you you mentioned you had a significant other that had something to do with it, but uh, like, how did you go about plotting out uh, your life from here to, or from there to here? here. Yeah.
1: Okay. So when I entered to the university to, I mean, continue my bachelor degree. So, I mean always even your faculties even your advisors <clears throat> they recommend you that if I mean if you they if they see a potential they really tells you that okay you know what I mean just come to my office today afternoon we're gonna talk mm-hmm. so they get you over and they tell you that I mean you have these opportunities if you stay but you have that opportunities if you go mm-hmm. and you should decide this is the point that you should make let decision here and see if you want to pursue your career here and most probably miss many many of big bigger opportunities or just take your path somewhere that you, sh- you can be sure that you can be your best you mm-hmm. know so I start getting that motive that I mean uh, yes I mean I love I love physics I love astronomy and honestly if you want to be a the best in the field, you need to be with the best. You need to communicate. Network is the net worst, you know. And you need—I mean, you can't make that network from somewhere in Middle East, mm-hmm. you know. When most of the biggest institute of science, biggest laboratories, biggest science projects are happening in United States, Western Europe. So I mean, all, you almost—it doesn't leave you any other way to take you know you see that okay i mean that's the only option that I have i have to leave if i want to be the one that i want i have to leave i mean there are some people there are some folks that they might say that okay we gotta stay and make this country just legendary it doesn't matter we shouldn't leave our country Mm. but i'm not i mean i i don't i don't take any um i mean nationality is the most it doesn't have any value to me That's, okay, okay, who is from where and what is that? You know, the background of people almost, honestly, doesn't mean absolutely anything to me. So, I was thinking that, okay, if if, if I stay, my contribution to the science that I want to have might be, for example, imagine 2%. But if I leave, it's going to be 20%. And it's a benefit to humanity. We want to do the best for humanity. Who cares about... I want to do the best for Iranians or Middle Easterns. No, I mean, for humanity. humanity. And that's how we got here. I mean, if everyone wanted to keep everything for just their country, their culture, their yeah. tribe, honestly, we were still in the Iron Age. Yeah. So what changed, I mean, what makes a civilized uh, society is that communication, that network, that mm-hmm. expanding. Don't I mean, break those barriers, break, break those walls. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I had this motive that okay, so now I gotta go, I have to go. And for that, I mean you will find many folks, especially I mean some countries like Iran or many other Middle Eastern countries. I I mean no kidding, almost 80-90% of the students that they have a potential they believe. 90%. I mean that Olympiad that we talked about, I guess in the past 20 years, anyone involved in those I mean, the fourth that they got the medals and stuff, I guess just one or two of them stayed in Iran. Oh,
0: wow. So they, all, they always go. They
1: all go, man. They all go. Yeah. I mean, and it's a wise thing. I mean, no one can tell why you're going. You should go. I mean, when you can't be in the best institutes, you can do your best, Why you should stay. What's the point?
2: There is, there is something equivalent to that Olympiad, but mm. right after you finish college, it's called GRE. It's mm. a general examination. Mm-hmm. In so many different subjects Like you could have uh, GRE physics GRE biology GRE math So the point about GRE is You claim You came from some university In somewhere in the world Outside the US And you cl- you claim some good credentials How can we verify these credentials So GRE is like Worldwide examinations mm-hmm. The top score is out of uh, 990 If you get above 700, you're pre qualified to apply for a PhD right away for your grad school, either in Europe or in here in the US. Uh Let me tell you this my school, ZC, uh, the whole, we are now, my batch was the fifth batch in that school. And all over the five batches, you're talking about around 100. Young physicists Around Less than 5 Less than 10 of them Stayed in Egypt All of them right now Is all around the world Yeah Yeah That's the way it should be I mean Like like you said
0: Is We have to get this wisdom out And like connect with Different culture And like there's, there's a different way about it Right And one thing I really appreciate The more I hang out with The both of you It has really helped me With the way that I think about uh, things because both of y'all have a saying and and you you say it all the time like whenever someone makes a good point y'all usually back that up with that's the point yeah and like that is like it's really kind of began training my mind with like when I think about heavier topics is what's the point what's the point there it is. Are like if this was a completely useless conversation, well, we just wasted our time. And so, uh, just before we uh, take a deeper dive into astronomy and physics, is what has been some of your culture shocks uh, since you've been over here? Like Farouk, uh, he was uh, he was taken by like how polite traffic was. For me, it
1: was. Here, if you put the ketchup on pizza, everyone's gonna laugh at you. <laughs> what do you know? If you don't do it, everyone's gonna laugh at you. <laughs> ketchup, old pizza, yes, not a thing just here. Put the ketchup, <laughs> it's just gonna be better.
0: <laughs> That's fun,
1: but yeah, I mean, honestly speaking, uh, cultural shock for me, I mean, because always my surrounding I mean I can't say it every single person that you take from Iran is going to be the same feeling but my surrounding my friends and the environment that I have around me Mm -hmm. they were all I mean all in the mentality and we were I mean we were always talking about the western philosophy Western you know I mean we we were almost very familiar with many things and also we were having many collaboration Uh you know so we know what's happening in US, and we were—I mean, it wasn't any much of a surprise to me. I mean, especially my, I had my girlfriend over here two years before, so yeah, she was telling you. <laughs> yeah, I already had everything drafted. Yeah. So uh, for me, it wasn't real. I mean, you can really call it a shock. That I mean, I saw bursting at the wow, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> what, what is this? Yeah, but yeah, that—that was my experience. What about
0: like? Uh, I had a conversation uh, just before I got down here to you guys. We were talking about uh, sports on like the world stage, like the Olympics. Of what about sports here? Is there like just a sport here? You just was like, I don't,
1: I don't understand this. Yeah, dude. Just football. <laughs> we, the- <laughs> yeah. we really tried to connect with the football, but I never could. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I had the folks that sit by me and try to teach me what's going on and still I couldn't find it. I mean still I mean not as not understanding it, not finding it interesting. I yeah. never I never got into the football. Yeah. But I mean I admire. I admire the yeah. I mean the the support and emotion and funds that comes around it and oh, everyone yeah. enjoys it. I mean definitely it's, this is that. It's, it's a big event, you
3: know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it really brings the community together. Yeah, yeah.
2: and Excellent. actually it's it's a bit better. Like, we have the same dynamics in Egypt when you talk about soccer. Yeah. When you talk about it, we had the same kind of dynamics. Yeah. I think also in every other yeah. Middle Eastern country, you have the same thing. Yeah, soccer so, is a big deal. Dude. Yeah, you're yeah. just, you're talking about... Soccer's
0: growing here, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. it's a little bit bigger now. Uh, when, I was a, when I was a kid, hated, we all, like, collectively hated soccer. And, like, when our, you know team would go play in the olympic nobody cared it didn't matter if it was the men or the women they didn't care it was soccer i mean like we care about football which is ironic because soccer is football everywhere else but here we call it soccer (laughs) and uh you know like as i got to travel I i traveled to latin american countries uh in uh central america and even in south america and getting out there and playing with my peers, soccer, a sport that I'm not good at, and, like, just the camaraderie of it all, and, like, just, it's, it's a lot of fun. It just means more in those countries, right? Same as football to here.
1: That's true.
0: Yeah. It's just... It's like a little cultural binding. Have you have you been to a, a state game? Oh you, yes. Oh yeah. I've
1: been and it's real what fun. What do you
0: think about those
2: cowbells? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty annoying at first. Yeah. But
2: <laughs> after a
3: while But yeah, I mean
1: yeah, but you, you get, get the vibe, to
2: you gotta go with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: And, it does have a
0: vibe. and it does have a vibe. It does have a vibe. It does have a vibe. It's it's quite the culture thing here. <laughs> uh, and so just within what the two of you are studying, I know. Uh, Farouk, right now like you're more into uh, quantum physics uh, do you do the, in astronomy and with quantum physics do y'all's paths cross
1: oh yeah absolutely. definitely yeah, yeah in many ways I mean honestly astronomy and physics and mathematics they are all pretty much very bonded and together you can't really separate them I mean astronomy without physics is nothing physics is I mean astronomy and same as a mathematics you know so these stuff are really I mean overlapping all over mm. in many scale.
2: yes I mean there are existing programs that are called theoretical astrophysics yeah. yeah they study astronomy and they study quantum physics they study these tiny particles to try to explain the dynamics inside the big objects in the universe, like if, when you're talking about the sun, what power is the sun? Yeah, how it's lighting up, these stuff. So
0: yeah, and so what was what was some of like the early stages for you when you knew that astronomy was going to be your field?
1: Okay, so honestly, I got. I mean, I I said it kind of at first, but. I started like I mean being an astronomer since my middle school. I was yeah, teenager. Yeah, yeah. I started it there, I stuck into it till almost right now. I mean it's been a now almost six, seven years that I'm a professional astronomer rather than an amateur astronomer. Because as an amateur astronomer you are mostly doing the observational work with the small telescopes and um I mean the deepest scale you involve in those Olympiads and stuff. Mm-hmm but uh, yeah, I mean, and then, I mean, my undergrads and graduate school as an astronomer, I kept going with it in different fields, but yeah, that's but, like what do,
0: what do you think about like earliest memories, like uh with a lot of people here in America, their obsession, and as far as they'll take astronomy is with the constellations. Mm-hmm. But, like, looking up at a clear night sky and seeing the stars, and, like, they're really captivated by that. Right. Uh, but did you take a more scientific approach?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> you said constellations. I mean, as an astronomer, <laughs> yeah. one of the first things that everyone asks us when they find us on an open sky yeah, I, is, I mean, I, what's that constellation, dude? I mean, that's, dude not <laughs> that's not it. That's not it. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's just, like... It's it's almost like it's an, include, just an observer,
2: right? Yeah,
1: it's include fruit too.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't know any of them. Sometimes I misname them, and he knows about it. But yeah, the yeah. the first thing to come to mind is just to ask you, what is the name of that star? I couldn't do it.
0: Like still to this day, like uh, I don't I don't have like best the Little Dipper or <laughs> you know it's no like that's yeah it's like, like, it's like, it's like it's get out of here. <laughs> out out of them, yeah. What does that mean? I mean, it's like it doesn't matter. Like uh, you know, I, I've I've never really gotten off on that, but that is like, especially the females in this country. Like the girls love astronomy.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, you know, when it comes to signs, you know, uh, the years and Aries and Scorpios and Virgos. And I know that like that I mean, as long as
1: it doesn't get to astrology school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so
0: like, just to clarify here, we're not doing that game here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like. You were, like, the night that we met, you were telling me, and this might be putting, um, this might be a little forward, but you were telling me that y'all were studying uh, the speeds of comets and asteroids from the belt uh, all the way out toward Pluto.
1: Yes. Yes, I mean, that's that's technically what we were doing. Uh, I'm studying the comets. My, I mean, major studies on the comets and. Actually, I mean, still, if you need to get more specific about what I'm doing, I'm focused on simulating some models to explain the physical activities in the comet's nuclear. So what does that mean is uh, there are many, many phenomena active in the nucleus of the comets because mm. comets are very, very special characters in the solar system. I mean, comets has many, many values to us in the matter of... Uh, I mean, comets are leftover parts of the formation of solar system. Mm. So we are talking about some materials in our solar system that they, are, they were pretty untouched mm. over the course of 4 million years. 4 billion years, you know? So these materials, you can have a hands on it, you can study it, and you can learn how the solar system were being formed, how these planets got formed. What was the base? What was the, what brought the life into the planet Earth? You know, so that makes the comet interesting, and what I'm doing there is I'm trying to study that and figure out okay what's going on inside these comets, how how I mean when the comet goes and orbits around the sun, mm. what happens to it in each stage. And with which rate it evaporates gas, in which pattern it moves, in uh, especially, again, if we get more focus about what I'm doing, because I mean, that's the science. Science, yeah. you just, you are going very damp, down to very really some small specific things that you are working on. And that's how detailed is the science right now, you know? I mean, the details works that is doing differently I can't figure it out because it's just very specific down there and what I'm exactly doing broke doesn't understand you know yeah even I mean that between the colleagues between the uh, people that they know the base of the science so um, but when we go deeper down there I'm studying the uh, outbursts on a comet I'm seeing that's how some phenomena that we call it out huge outgassings happens on a comet in a different location some of them happens in the uh, farther distance from the Sun and most of them happens when the comet is getting closer to the Sun getting closer to the perihelion position and perihelion is the closest point that the comets or any arb- I mean object that orbits around the Sun gets to
0: the Sun so what's the what's the current theory on this is like what are you what have you found
1: uh, okay so what I'm doing I mean technically there was no um general modeling over these physical activity in the comets, mostly everything that we had was based on the observations. So I'm trying to extract some information from the uh, theories of the physics to come with some idea that how we can estimate, how we can um, predict that when the comet is, for example, in this specific distance from the sun, Depend on, I mean, I'm gonna explain some. I mean, I will get there any very time, any very quick. That's how the comets and where are the origins of the, com- mm. the comets. But um, what we are doing is just modeling that how those outgassings happens sometimes, even in very far distances from the sun, because normally we expect those out jets outgassing happens in the close distances. But what exactly time, is that? Okay, so imagine uh, you have a ball of ice, okay. which there is a huge amount of gas trapped into that ball of ice. Okay. Mm-hmm. At some point, from some specific area on this ball of ice, you start seeing the huge outgassing Okay, it can it's carbon, it's, the it gas. it's it's Jack? Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you know? Do we know what kind of gas? Yeah,
1: it's I mean carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we know the matter. Easily by spectra, by spectroscopy methods, we can figure out what are the elements inside those gases. So we know what's going on with those gases. But why we don't know in which pattern they are happening and why how what are the phenomena involved the comet's nuclei that cause this outgassing happens on the surface yeah okay so i mean i take different theoretical approach to come up with the solution for this matter Mm. but i mean if i want to go i mean i wanted to talk about a little bit more about in general what are the comets. Yeah, yeah 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 so comets i mean as we talked last time you mentioned it partially was comets originated in three different locations in the solar system yeah the closest one to us
0: between Mars and Jupiter, right?
1: Yes, it's a main belt. Main belt is a belt right between the Mars and Jupiter, and there are thousands of objects that they are orbiting uh, Sun in asteroid. that belt. Yeah, asteroid. Asteroid. Mostly asteroids yeah. and some comets. I think they call it the asteroid so belt. Asteroid, yeah. Belt. yeah. So yeah. main belt or asteroid belt. What exactly? is
0: the difference between an asteroid and a comet?
1: Okay. That's a good question. Yes. Uh, so, asteroids, I mean, comets are balls of ice and dust in a huge scale. I mean, by huge scale, I mean about a mile to tens of miles mm. in diameter. So they are massive objects. But for the asteroids, you're talking about very smaller object, and there is no dice. These are pieces of rocks. Okay. Yes. And I, I will get to different topics now. Um, Yeah, you lead it, buddy. Yeah. So These edibles are doing
2: something out there. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm a bit of a comet
1: myself. (laughs) So the first origin that I talked about, I mean, the closest one to us, is that main belt. And after we pass over the main belt, at the very outer edge of the solar system, Mm. we have another belt of the... Millions of objects orbiting Sun called Kuiper Belt. The distance of the Kuiper Belt is around 30 AU to 50 AU. But what is AU? AU yeah, is the no astronomical really. unit.
0: Okay. And so, how long have we known about this?
1: Which one? AU?
0: No, the Belt itself.
1: The Belt itself. Oh, it's been a quite while. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kuiper Belt, I mean, we could predict it while back by our calculations. We knew that there is a massive belt orbiting around the solar system and we could see the gravitational effects of it on the different orbits of the other planets and Uranus and this stuff. What do you think
0: the theory of why we have these belts? Is that like a a failed planet? Which one? The the Huber belt. Would that be like a planet that blew up? Okay. Or well, maybe not, because Pluto is no longer a planet. It's a planet, planet that we
1: didn't form. Okay. Okay. So this Kuiper belt uh, is one of the major places that you can find many, many comets there. Okay. And it's just right at, I told you, I mean, astronomical unit is the distance of the sun to the earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, But the range of the Kuiper belt is about 38 to 58. Okay, that's, that's a huge belt that you're talking about, like a ring all around the solar system. Mm-hmm. has the second biggest structure in the entire solar system, right? Wow, so, so it's right
0: behind the sun.
1: I mean, it's all around the whole solar system. Yeah, which I mean, it's encompassing. It's, right? Exactly. Yeah. But it's a ring. Yeah. It's in a flat disk. A mm-hmm. little bit farther than that, we get to the distance of 100 AU, 200 AU. We start another massive structure in the solar system that it goes to almost 100,000 AU, okay? Yeah. But I mean the majority part of it is concentrated in the first 20%, 30%. What's
0: okay? the measurement of AU?
1: AU, distance of the Earth to the sun. So yeah. imagine how huge is this structure.
3: Okay. How yeah. huge.
1: And it's the an entire sphere all around the solar system. Billions of objects. Rocks, comets, orbiting
4: around. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: So these three origins of the comets, I mean, that's where comets come from. And what are they? They are technically all leftover materials from the pro, uh, protoplanetary disk. When we are talking about four billion years ago when solar system was getting full.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So these materials didn't got into be part of any planets or anything so they just start forming their own stable orbit and orbiting around sun but uh uh so these are these three origins but sometimes these comets these objects that they are i mean on their stable orbits under some effects gravitational effects of sun and Jupiter as the two most massive objects in the solar system. Yeah, because
0: that was the first question that I had uh, for you. Remember when we first started talking about this, when I learned that you were studying this was, uh, so we say Jupiter and the sun. What about like Neptune? Does it have any kind of a pool when, I mean every planet has to, right? I mean, they all have their gravity.
1: Yes, everything. I mean, definitely everything has a role to play. And but what about comet is-
0: to comet? Do they have gravity to one another? Or comet.
1: I mean, yes. I mean, every single object has a gravitational effect on each other. Me and you here. Yeah. Okay. Me and you, we are applying different. I mean, we are applying yeah. so yeah. force to each other. Yeah. Which so is so negligible. negligible. Yeah. So small. Mostly, you can. It's feelable in our scale when you are talking about the planetary scale, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when I'm talking about how this comet, and because comets are not a massive object compared to the, the planets, right? Yeah. So, you really need a massive object that it gets attracted to, you know. So, the most massive one is Sun and Jupiter. So, they play the major role. If you want to count it as 100%, 98% of it is because of these, and 2% of it because of the other planets. Include Pluto. Mm. Include Uranus, you mm. know. Mm. So, uh, ver- that's the point that... Uh, these leftover material, when they get into the solar system and they get closer to the sun, while you're approaching, since the amount of the heat, the radiation heat that they absorb from the sun, increase over the time when they get closer, they start evaporating some, evaporating and sublimating part of their ice, so they form the cone. Okay, there is an atmosphere all around the comets, comets nuclear. And beside that, it forms two tails one is dust tail, one is ion tail. Okay, so. Wow. And it's, when it, I mean, that's how it forms when it gets closer and closer to the sun. So when you
0: say ion, is that the same way that we think about an ion when it comes to a cell or like?
1: So, I mean, we have a- an atom. When you take electrons from yeah. it, extra yeah. electrons from it, or you add an extra electron to a yeah. atom, you make it, I mean, form the ion, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because of the sun radiation, this ionization happens in the atmosphere. So it form the ionized tape. And we have a gas tank that is just a, a sublimation and evaporation that happens on mm. the surface. So, this keeps going till, for many of the comets, they just crash on a sun. Or some of them, many of them, they crash on a the Jupiter. They just come in the first orbit, they just crash on the surface of another planet mm. or sun, and they get destroyed. So, uh, some of them make it true. Some of it, I mean...
0: I have got the wildest question right now. Yeah. So with everything that we're learning about Mars and learning, you know, that... about the atmosphere of it, do you think, like, the cause of that was a big comet crashing to it and, like, just really jacked it up? I mean, like, this is just me just trying to like use these things are crashing into jupiter all the time but like we know jupiter is basically just gas right
3: yeah
0: but mars is more of a solid thing yes but the the core of it it seems like it's not like the core that we have here
2: the core of jupiter is not gas well not the core of of of
0: it not the core of it but like the out the outsides of
2: it Jupiter out of this yeah. gas. Yeah, mm-hmm. most of it, but the core of it. Yeah, core of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I get, I get your question.
0: Yeah, this. I mean, does this question add up at all? Do you think maybe like years ago, before we were able to observe these things, is is that the reason for Mars not being? I mean, I know like habitable right now. Yeah, right? but I mean like Earth to Mars have... is like that's not apples I mean, to apples. Yeah, definitely
1: know? there was some impact by the Mars before.
0: But it look but like when you look at Mars you can almost see where there was something happening. Yeah,
1: I mean even if you yeah. look at Mars, moon, you will see
0: craters. Yeah,
1: many of them, right? All over. Yeah. So, I mean that's that's one of the phenomena that comes with the comets. So when the comets comes to the solar system, during the sublimation, they leave a path of trashes behind, them, right? Yeah. So those trashes form some of the asteroids and also when you know how the meteor shower happens? Tell me. So that's 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 the point. I mean we
0: love it, right? Love a good meteor yeah, shower. It's cool,
1: yeah. Everyone goes out, looks at the sky, oh wow that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how it happens? The reason behind it is there was some comets before that it was crossing over the orbit of the Earth. Okay, in the same path that Earth is orbiting the sun,
3: uh huh,
1: that comets pass the same orbit. Pass through it, okay. Sometimes it crossed it. I mean, because imagine it's a oval shape, right? Mm-hmm. So it crossed it in two points, okay. So at these two points, or sometimes I mean just one point, whatever, when Earth goes through that points in their in a, in its orbit around the sun, we get those meteor showers because there are tons of trashes left over from those comets that pass by, and now they're hitting the atmosphere. So now they, we'll just,
2: they just left their shit on the road. <laughs> that's yep. a
0: that's a hell of a way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
1: just it's
0: just shit left over on the road.
2: Literally. <laughs> yes.
1: That's what comet does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's in the sky, you know? That's, yeah. that's yeah. what
1: I'm saying. <laughs> <studying.
2: laughs> but so, yeah. Yeah, uh and
0: just a little background that, and like maybe maybe the both of y'all can chime in on this is when you're getting into physics to this degree whether you hop down quantum or you lean more toward astronomy or maybe that's more of the same i'm really trying to understand like i know y'all are in two very different fields but i you know i can just tell like when y'all go to talking about the subjects like sometimes like y'all y'all really know what each other are talking about and other times it's like that's kind of out of my space. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I can kind of tell Farouk is like picking up what you're laying down at times. And then other times it's like, ah, well, maybe not so much. So it's like, how do you get so like precise in physics and math to like, you're going to give your, your life to this very particular yeah, field?
2: Yeah, I have I have an answer for that, I guess. let me start first So whenever it comes to science, mostly physics, yeah I tend to imagine and things he's talking about right now like astronomy, big objects yeah oh that's imaginable I can't I can't imagine I can, imagine, yeah. I can surprise, I mean, yeah. yeah I can see a picture in front of me right now about what he's talking about. And the dynamics, how it's happening So I can comment, you know I can connect with him Yeah Sometimes this doesn't happen in everyday conversation Sometimes you're talking about some abstract thing Yeah That just, you know, social problems You cannot imagine this You cannot have a picture of that most of the times
3: Yeah
0: Yeah Yeah, so I mean like this It's fairly abstract Yeah but if you have the imagination for it, you can uh, dig into that. Uh, what I mean? What about it for you? It's like when you were like really leaning hard toward astronomy. Is like just to dig a little bit deeper into why you do what you do. Is like how did you get so? I gotta I gotta study these comments. <laughs> you know. You know I mean. I, and what what is sometimes, like? When you, what are you what are you looking for? I guess is the better
1: question. Sometimes what the are you stuff looking just for? Comes to you, you know. For me, it was like that. They they really came to me and they got my attention. You know, I mean, you are just. I mean, you read about many things. Yeah, you study about many different general physics books till them to very specific theory books. Yeah, but. Some of them really get your attention. You want to know about it more. You want to read about it more. And that's how you get more specified about everything. Mm-hmm. You get into it, okay, that comets looks cool. The comets, I'm yeah. going to have something to tell that it can really be mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. So when you get into it, you see, okay, now I want to work on comets. What should I work? What, how should I start in this field, you know?
2: Actually, on this, he has a very cool picture of some comet, which I don't remember its name, but it's very really sick one. You gotta show it to you. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Send it to me, and like that'll be the that'll be the picture for the podcast. <laughs> sure, yes,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, I, yeah, that's that's
1: beautiful. Sure, sure. Do yeah. I will send it over. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's the point. That's. Uh, when you want to see, I mean, okay, now comets, what should I work on? And then you get to know about, you read about different comets. Okay, what comets, what happened to it, what comments what phenomenons are looking interesting and no one touched it before. Has something that you really can walk into it, you know? And then for me was, I mean, okay, outbursts, outbursts look freaking cool. What <laughs> the heck are happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, honestly, actually my advisor gave me that uh, authority to peak to go forward with the topic that I want to work on. So uh-huh. I was almost on my own going toward what I want to work on, you know. So, honestly, when you go forward, you see the gap, you see where there is a space that you need to walk in and come with some solution. That's what scientists do, okay. so you see there is a gap, there is a problem at somewhere that no one has a solution there okay so I want to add to the science I want to contribute to the science right so what I have to do that's my responsibility as a person as a scientist to solve that problem I mean I might be able I might be able not many people I mean they put they made the beautiful things but it didn't work but it doesn't I mean take the credit you know so it might work out. It might work. I mean, it might not. For like many, many other different jobs, you know. You risk. You go for something, and you see what's gonna happen. I mean, Farouk, he's taking the big risk. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. 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 I mean, he's feel, yeah. but he he see the gaps. Yeah. He says, "Okay, I mean, quantum gravity. There has something I want to work on." There. Yeah.
2: This is this is the exact same vision. Like, I gotta I gotta study this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it happens that the theoretical high energy physics field, it has so little fund, and it's so competitive. So yeah. basically, if you're going to throw yourself out there, you at least guarantee no money, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to get paid, but like...
0: But now, like, the, the contribution of what your life meant.
2: That's, that's the exact point. This is what I want to do with my life. That's it. This Give, is how you're, you're
0: giving it. yourself to this furthering of research into what we really know yeah. about the particular subject. Yes. It's a very beautiful thing.
1: And you know that's that's a big problem. What he's talking about that one of the major concerns of the humanity, okay? Oh yeah. One of the biggest challenges that we are seeing. We cannot come up with the solution for two biggest theory that we have we can't merge them, we can't connect them. And it's a big deal for us. I mean, the whole physics is just middle of nothing to just come with the solution for mixing those two fields of the physics. Mm-hmm. So in that matter, you see, fundings are very, real. little. No one cares. No one thinks that solving the biggest challenges in the human history is the most necessary things that we should do. And boy, it is necessary. I mean, you imagine. I mean, honestly, no. I mean, I just don't want to give the credits to physicists. But honestly,
4: save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty-nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty-nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: Most not all of the in- in- invention that happens, they come from the physicists, you know. I mean, the invention of many, many. That's real even electronics that we are working on that's real. comes through the physicists they introduce the prototype and then I mean engineers companies take over they ma- mass product it and give it up yeah. so the whole things that we have really and we call it I mean joy of the life comes from this Science that must get funded I mean, to grow. You know that's the that, structure of the that
0: joy of science. It really lends itself to why we're able to talk on these microphones and have this conversation and share it with whomever would look Thank it up. You. And also, uh, I wanted to make this point uh, just to take a step off science just for a second. Just mm-hmm. in our own humanity, is uh, guys. I'm I'm really happy that I know y'all because
2: I feel the same. Uh, Thank you.
0: As a, as a musician and that's how we met you can't, yeah. you were at a show that I was playing and uh, man I really appreciate our friendship but like uh, my favorite singer songwriter he's a folk artist Abe Partridge
3: mm-hmm.
0: he has a song called Abe Partridge's 403rd Freak Out and the song came over him while he was he was in the air force and he was overseas and he was in this war and like a lot of his songs talk about the idea of like he didn't agree and didn't want to be where he was and was just freaking out about it and 403rd freak out how many times did you freak out about it at least 402 times and then the third time you wrote it down so to speak and he said this and this is why i'm glad that we're friends and we're having this conversation he made the he made the statement that what if we gave Einstein to music, and if we gave um, Lennon from the Beatles to science, I wonder if that science lab would care anything about what Lennon had to say, unless it could create world peace. But what, we'll, and we know that Einstein had crazy hair, but. Could he really twist and shout? Yeah. And so it's it's asking these these big questions of just about how the arts and how science belong together.
1: Yeah. You yeah. Einstein was a great musician, though.
0: <laughs> there you yeah. go. He, yeah. used yeah, mm-hmm. he used to, to play violin. Yeah, he was a great. Yeah,
1: I'm aware of that,
0: but like when you think about rock and roll, I mean, you think about the Beatles. you Yeah. Know? Yeah right. Different. And it's just it's just a way when you think about science you think about Einstein. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. just a pairing of the, yeah. two, the two biggest things yeah. in those fields and what if they cross Yeah. And wh- what what could have possibly happened if we came to some kind of an understanding? And so, man, it's uh, I know you had some topics uh, that you wanted to dig a little bit deeper in and I'm dude, I am here for it. Uh, so the last thing that I recall, we were talking about was before we do- dove off into like Mars and the Moon and the craters. Was you were in- really interested in uh, these comets and asteroids and how they were moving around and how the Sun and Jupiter had the biggest effect on them? And so, what are we learning from that? Uh, what, what's the what's what's the goal?
1: Okay, so I mean. I mean it has many many benefits in many different fields of studying so I mean in the biology field we call it I mean the first amino acids most probably has been transferred from the comets to the earth so I mean the initiation of the life on earth is kinda um, its belong to comets in the other hand comets orbits gives us very outstanding understanding of how orbital characters works, how we can uh, characterize each target and orb- and object in the solar system based on their orbital characters. Okay? And also <clears throat> the or how the entire formation of the protoplanetary disk happened in four billion years ago how really we have some I mean, because at the other hand I told you they are they are most untouched material in the solar system so when you study them you will understand okay the first primitive material that was being used in forming this solar system what was it and it tells us that okay now we get a better understanding of the formation of solar system and by learning the solar system we can predict other systems okay we can talk about other uh, uh, stars and other planetary systems, like exoplanets. That's how they are getting formed. And how we can think and talk about the formation of another Earth-like planets around some of them, you know? And that's why we are looking for this type of... uh, I mean, that's in many fields beneficial, you know?
0: I believe this about that. Is the more you understand about the universe, the more we can understand about ourselves. That's very true. And that is the point.
1: Yeah, I mean, now we really can talk about the other solar systems that's working all around the universe. Now we're looking at the other exoplanets in other galaxies. Now we're crossing, I mean, 5,000 discoveries of the exoplanets. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, very major part of it is from our our well understanding of our solar system now we can go farther and look at the other systems and see okay is there any chance that they form any earth-like planet might be i mean forming the another habitable species is, is it possible there or not now i mean james webb is a huge deal there
0: yes so it was yeah i mean
1: james webb can study the Atmosphere of these exoplanets. Mm-hmm. So, knowing about the, those atmospheres can tell us a lot to us. Mm-hmm. That, uh, because we can track which gases getting produced by biological systems, you know? That's right, yeah. And we can track it on atmosphere. So, if they have it, we can really call some planets that there is some other type of life somewhere. Yeah, at least some bacteria out there.
3: Yeah.
2: You know? We'll yeah. Just- I'm not talking about, about the, I mean, the smartest oh things
0: ever. And the whole gas thing really makes sense to me now. Yeah. Because if you can track it there, you might be able to see it there. And that'll let you know if there's something, there's some commonality
1: mm.
0: about these universes. Yeah. Wow, dude.
1: So it's it's nice to know about it, you know. It's, it's good to dig deeper into the, anywhere in the science, you know. <laughs> anywhere you dig deeper. Oh, it's,
0: absolutely. It's, mm. So what are you thinking um, as far as your work here at MSU? Right. Is, and I, I'm very fascinated, and I'm I'm really thankful for MSU because, like, uh, just from getting to know you two guys and some of the, the work that y'all have been a part of, like, I'm, I'm very fascinated with some of the things that Farouk has done. If he wants to open up about it, he can. If not, that's fine. But, um, and now hearing about this, is like, are there papers being wrote about this? It's like, what are, what is it doing for the world of science?
1: Yeah, many like, papers. These discoveries. Yeah, many 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 people are working in the field. Many folks from UCLA especially. So it's pretty active field. Many people are publishing on. I have I'm publishing one on it right now. So yeah, it's it's going, and I mean. It has lots to Let say. know when
0: that drops. I want a copy
1: of it. Oh, absolutely, sure, yeah. man. Same for you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, actually, he's one <laughs> too. <laughs> uh, I have just one copy. Uh,
0: okay, we gotta we gotta make a copy of it. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh definitely, definitely want it, dude. Yeah. So
1: congratulations.
0: Now that it's published, you. can you open up about it? And tell oh us? yeah, come oh, on, yeah. tell us. So. so, radioactive process on a quantum computer. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> what is this?
2: So first of all what are quantum computers? Okay. So we have classical computers like this laptop <coughs> or the PC that you have. Mm-hmm. Or like the smartphones, anything that we see, or the TV, they are all classical computers. They can they are run by softwares and hardwares and they are limited. Some calculations I don't, when I say some calculations, I don't mean one plus one or like multiply this number by that number. No, you're talking about massive calculations. Mm-hmm. They just can't do it. Yeah. Some simulations, some, some phenomena, cannot, we cannot simulate it. We cannot understand it better. We cannot do it calculation-wise on classical computers. So what we do is we build dynamic computers. We built quantum computers. What are quantum computers? These are very smart computers built out of atoms. Atoms and lasers just interacting with each other, doing some experiment out there, doing some calculation. Just go, adjust the laser beam, adjust these atoms with that efficiency, and you can do this calculation in a matter of seconds. And
0: so, like, just very, and this might not even break it down close enough, but we're going from... Just on binary to one or zero to one plus one and plus zero zero. Yeah, like we can we can really move.
2: Yeah, yeah. You're you're really taking all the possibilities yeah. at once. Yeah, because you're you're not talking about the deterministic way of characterizing things. You are talking about probabilistic way of characterizing things. So yeah. you have all the possibilities in front of you, and you're just gonna build an algorithm. In a way, algorithm is just a procedure mm-hmm. that takes you on a certain path to get one of these possibilities. But you still have you still have all of them around. But you just you need to nail down one of them. Uh,
0: buddy, can I just tell you? I'm I know we're new friends, but I, I am I'm proud of you, man. I, I, I really do want a copy of that paper, buddy. <laughs> Definitely.
1: <that's funny. laughs> Yeah, I mean, the Same for you. E- now, let's get to oh, what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the simpler example of what Fruk was saying, imagine in the I mean, regular computers that we're using daily, we are just dealing with the binary system, right? Zero and one. Yeah. But in the quantum computing, you have a sphere...
2: On the board out
1: there. Imagine you have a sphere <laughs> uh, yeah that's it. Or to take a picture of that. Oh, right
2: here. <laughs> you tell me the answer to this.
1: <laughs> With billions of grids on it that you can pick between any of them and instead of zero and one you have billions of options around you in a sphere all around. Yeah. To to uh, save the data. So I mean it's just it's just far beyond imagination. And it's a very really cool day. I mean, yeah. like, congratulations.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thank yeah. you. I, so mean, I mean,
2: the field is still is still in baby stage. But definitely, this is the future. Yeah. If humanity has, will stand a chance, and I hope it will, and what's crazy, stand chance to survive, this will be the technology we use. Yeah.
0: And what's crazy is, like, within the field of study that I'm in, like, industrial electronics and, like, with circuit chips and circuit boards and how things work is that paper may have opened up the way that we totally look at motherboards, chips, and every little component, transistors. Like, it, it totally changes the game because you're talking about lasers and atoms and ions. And so within these computers, like, it won't just be something that's physical. Yeah. It's a field.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you're doing with what you're studying, with how things work with that astronomy, like that could really help us understand a lot how, more about this field and how things work in a very small space because we know how it works in a big space. Right. Am yeah. I am I am I being a dumbass? Oh, no, I mean, that,
1: that's true. That's true.
2: In a way. <laughs> Which part? That's true in a way. <laughs>
0: So uh, you, I'm, get, I'm trying to tell it layman's terms. I understand. I'm you. the no, idiot I get,
3: here. I get,
2: no, 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 you're good. I get your point. But you actually touched a very serious point right now in science, which is how there are two entirely different descriptions. One for describing the big objects, the sun, earth, black hole. Yeah and one for describing very tiny objects like an electron, uh, a proton, an atom. These are two distinct descriptions.
1: But there are many similarities.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, but my point is... And that's what I was saying earlier with when we understand the universe better, we better understand ourselves. This is the
2: wisdom about it. This is the wisdom actually that guides the field now to unite these two fields. This is the point. Because everything is connected. Unity. Right? <laughs> Rick and Morty. But my point is yeah. unity. We're all fans. <laughs> but my point is, like atoms are the things that build that build up the sun. Right? So they should be they should be following in the same description. That's that's my point. Yeah. And I think this is the point you wanted to make. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah you put it a
0: whole lot better than that, you. <laughs> but i don't know where do we go from here uh with astronomy like you were digging a little bit deeper was there anywhere else you wanted to go to describe the field and what you're doing
1: so yeah i mean as a comet wise i guess we walked over many things by now that's how they form how where they are um what are the i mean advantage disadvantage of studying it because i mean comets studying comets is really complicated in many ways because you are dealing with the puzzles of millions of different things that can affect, you know. So you are dealing with the very complicated systems. Uh, so at sometimes it gets really frustrating when you don't make any point, you get tired, what the hell I'm doing here, I'm lost. I'm, because yeah. really at some point you get to the some, some place that you feel, okay, you are in a kayak in middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And where should I go there? I mean, what should I take, you know? Yeah. So sometimes you really get lost, but you need to get yourself, I mean, back on track and keep moving. All right.
0: I got three questions to walk the side of the door. And I want both of y'all to chime in. Have some fun with me here. Let's go. Number three. Walking it down. Three, two, one. Yeah. What are the possibilities of aliens are interstellar life in your opinion do you think it exists
2: I mean I can't deny it I cannot deny it I cannot say it doesn't exist there is a possibility there is actually an equation that describes the possibility of having uh, an alien life out there wow imagine this (laughs) it's called we
0: go. he's pulling it up hang on guys send me that link too
1: <laughs> definitely i'll share that with him and your mind will be blown when you see that number <laughs> let him get it over you will see and you will enjoy it
0: <laughs> so i mean why he's looking at that So,
1: but yeah. i mean really science-wise yes definitely there is a huge chance of having another happy habi- i mean not definitely biological system it doesn't need to be made of carbons it might be any other format of life. I mean, we don't know. We don't We don't know many things, you know, about yeah. how, which format of life might form. You know, I believe, I mean, now AI is type of life, maybe. I mean, you, you can believe that many people, I mean, talk yeah. about it. That now AI is part of its own thing. It's, it's uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean it's... This, this Dirac equation, it's a probabilistic argument
2: used to estimate the number of active communicative extraterrestrial civilizations just in the milky way not in the whole universe this is just one galaxy of two billion galaxies in this universe okay okay so this is the equation the scientific mathematical precise equation that estimates on a probabilistic base that there should be aliens out there so I cannot deny it. I cannot just sit back and say, No. We're alone in this universe. Actually it's it's a scary idea to think that it humanity is just by its own lost in this cold universe. I don't I don't want to think of that.
0: The more that we learn about it, the the, the least likely you are to believe. As you said, it's like how cold would it be? If Earth was the only planet in this universe, and then the galaxy, and then... The whole thing. And the whole thing. like th- This yeah, was it?
1: Because we are literally absolutely nothing in the scale of universe. Yeah,
0: yeah. you're you're not even an yeah. ant. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean... Minuscule. Yeah. I mean, so you, totally
0: it would be down to like an atom. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah
0: Something yeah.
2: smaller.
1: 13.8 billion years. God Carl Sagan used to call... Uh,
2: Planet Earth from outer space The pale blue dot Yes Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's
1: just still on the solar system Just a couple (laughs) Planet further But yeah I mean we are literally (coughs) Nothing in the scale of the Universe Mm. And The chance of having other format of the life Is pretty much a lot But we don't know how We don't know in what format Smarter than us better definitely I mean they don't make the dumbest stupid mistakes that we make if they're smarter (laughs) facts yeah so I believe they should be they should be fine and if dumber we are okay still
2: (laughs) we are smarter we have
1: nuclear bomb (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: we'll
1: take care of you (laughs) (laughs) if you're
0: out there listening (laughs) we take care of you
1: Actually, we are the most terrible. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, because yeah. We, that's our mentality. Oh, yeah. we our into, yeah. history was just
0: our entire, long. yeah, our entire history is screwing one another over and killing each other over We've land, lost. pride,
2: yeah. We However, are, we have the potentiality to survive,
0: yes, and that is and one of hold. the most fascinating yeah. things. Well, I mean, evolution
1: yeah. does its job. I mean, that's yeah. that's, I mean, I accepted it in some way. I mean, I really believe, I mean, that's one thing that I really want to talk about. Let's go. Is, Come on. Nina, yeah. Let's go. Is, is we should invest on survival, right? That's yeah. the main oh, reason of the...
2: But we don't.
1: Everything, I mean, every single species all around the universe, right? Everything wants to survive. We everything have so much abundance right now. Yeah.
0: And if that abundance shrinks, you'll see people freak out and they'll act in ways that they've never acted because something breaks. It's like you turn a switch. Yeah. it is. Exact, you are exactly right. We should. But
1: why don't we? I mean, for many, many stupid things, we are just wasting our potential at this time of the history that we can really be, I mean, really, we can come with the solution to immortality. We can keep the hu- human beings, I mean, alive forever. Yeah. Um, we can the, come. The
0: age this. reverse theory. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm mean, i not saying it's, it's, it happens for the human, but there are many different it approaches. For mice. Yeah, it happened for the mice. That's a step.
0: <laughs> and the thing about mice and humans, and now we don't know everything, and like, we've got like we, we, we haven't got—we let our tests in. You and I have talked about this, Farouk. Yeah. But... The commonality between mice and humans is when humans and mice are young, they play. And when they turn, when they give, they call it the venom, right? Right. When they give the rats the venom, edible, they eat it. It turns back the clock to where these full grown mice will play. Yeah. And that's something in the circuitry of a brain, and that is one thing that mice and humans have in common when it comes to that, is toddlers, babies, even up to adolescence. We yeah, love to, we seen, love
2: to play. You've seen the older mouse running on the track.
0: Yes, and outrunning a younger one.
1: Yeah, I mean, genetic-wise, there
0: Because I think, animals. and this is the point, I think... Because when they figured that out, that older rat who had time turned back, the only thing that didn't turn back was its wisdom. It knew how to do it because it had already experienced it. And so that is the possibility. And so the longer that you prolong human life, let's just say the first few trials, we get it done. Let's just say average lifespan right now is, what, 72?
2: Yeah, something like that. No, in the U.S. it's very below that. No, we're talking about worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. 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 I'm worldwide. going to look it up right
1: now. Check the life expectancy. <laughs> life expectancy. But yes.
0: Let's just say like in the next 10 years we were able to increase it 10. And it's by that 72. time... 72. 70. 70. It's 72.6, yeah. Globally? Okay. Yeah, globally. Okay. So if we were to be able to expand that in the next decade by 10... During that time, we would be able to double, multiply three, four times what we know because we already know it and it goes back to my point with the turning back of the clock with that rat who could run faster, longer, yeah. the wisdom. and like The better that we get at that, the longer the time gets and the more that we know and then with humanity. Uh, and it depends on if you believe in depravity or not is uh, if if we could really believe in one another and not try to kill each other I think it goes back to what you were talking about at the very beginning with nationalism right and like I just consider myself to be a human we're all human if we can get to that approach we're the same and the color of our skin or the language that we speak or our culture won't make us bicker and fight. We could really, really get somewhere.
1: Yeah, definitely. we can. Get
0: but that's Paradise Island, you right? just, That's fantasy.
1: I mean, you just imagine the whole experience of every single human being collects over the lifetime... And it just goes to trash after the death. How, how big amount of. Imagine Albert Einstein was still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine Stephen Hawking was still alive. Yeah. Imagine Richard New Feynman New was still alive. D-Rock was still alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I they, the, wow. the Beatles
2: were still alive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dude, this applies to everything. Yes. Yes. This applies to everything. And we're just mentioning the good parts of it. Yeah. We ain't talking imagine about Imagine Hitler. Yeah. Still sort of alive. Yeah. You know? So you'll yeah. you'll have both. Yeah. Yeah, you must accept it.
0: Yeah. And then and that is why the idea doesn't work because like that is how we do sports. Uh, I pull for my team, you pull for your team. Mm-hmm. That's how it is in movies. There's a good guy, there's a bad guy. This is it goes it bleeds into every single aspect of our lives. It's us versus them right Right. and until like I think it takes aliens or something like that like something that's not that's not of this world that really takes us it's like it's us versus them yeah and like we can do it better yeah you know and well that's way out there boys but like that's that's the idea I think I mean we get this reverse age theory <laughs> we get all this going. Question two. Yeah. Moving it out the door. <coughs> it's been a it's been a fun uh closer. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. We we really got in there. Yeah. 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 Is um from here, where we're sitting right now, where do you see yourself in a year or two from now?
1: <sighs> Definitely I'm gonna leave in two years. <laughs> It's a very short time, window. You know. Can you extend it to five years? <laughs> <Four>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to push you over here, dude. All right.
0: Let's go. Two years, let's go. Yeah, okay. five is good.
1: Five years deadlines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Five years. Five years from now. I believe, I mean, I have a couple of startups' ideas and stuff. I want to really sit on it and work on it. So I really see myself at that period of five years that I have my startups up and running and I enjoy my work a lot, lot more maybe.
3: Yeah.
1: Um So, yeah, I guess that's going to be what I'm, I mean, as a position-wise and work-wise going to be is like that. Life-wise, I really don't know. I mean, which city, maybe Boulder. Oh, Boulder, like Colorado. Boulder. Yeah, Colorado.
0: You've been out there? Oh, no. You're a bit of a traveler. <laughs>
3: I've, been in in yeah. I've been to many
1: places. Yes. I've been to many places, US. And Colorado is really heaven. And Hawaii, I love
0: Hawaii. Oh, is that real?
1: Oh, yeah, man. Hawaii is fantastic. Oh. Yeah, oh. Hawaii is phenomenal. But yeah. That's I pretty mean,
0: sick. Where else have you been? What else was dope?
1: What else? Yeah. The dopest was really the trails and hiking trails and stuff on Hawaii. It was the coolest. Wow! Because honestly, the views that you get there—I mean, it's really one of a kind. You can't get it anywhere else. How
0: would so you get there? Did you did you want to be there? It was like you did research and you knew you wanted to go, or did so you have friends? I've been
1: there for a month. I've been there for a month. I had a friend, and uh, he was working in University of Hawaii, so he had a nice house over there. Yeah, and I was his best fr- uh, best man in his wedding. What? Oh, okay. so he's a very close friend so yeah he got me over and me and my significant other person mm. uh, so we both went over uh, for a month to Hawaii with our friend hanging out and it was pretty awesome time so I got to know the every single inch of the island every day I was out checking around enjoying hiking it was phenomenal I mean, I'm not a big fan of uh, capital and Honolulu, and because it's very really crowded and it's pretty much as same as everywhere else. Yeah. But when you get to the up in the mountains and you get it, out, and I mean, it's very really diverse in in weather. I mean, uh-huh. each side of the island, you get different weather. Yeah. Wow. I yeah, I mean, you can get. I got to one the more question.
0: I will to turn it over to you, buddy. Oh, yeah. You got to answer this question too. But. uh um, you mentioned significant other.
3: Yeah.
0: Is that the best English translation for how you feel about her in your native tongue?
1: Wow. Rough question.
0: Let me tell Not just like, is that, you don't, is have it to, you, you don't have to be like personal. Like is significant other is like, I know that's a r- like, the language that you have is a way yeah. more beautiful and more of it defines things better than the English language
1: maybe Does that make sense? some extent in some some stuff but for significant order specifically uh i can't recall any other word that specified the exact meaning of the significant order
0: i don't know it just it, it kind of shook me cuz like uh i hear that sometimes and like It always means just a little bit more somewhere else, right? Yeah. Than here. Like I think it's taken way more serious.
2: Significant? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like yeah. 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 Does that make sense?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Significant in Arabic means Yeah, it's something I don't know I don't know if it's like we feel it more. I can't I can't claim that. But like Arabic being my Native language, significant is is something? Yeah, yeah.
1: See, significant is something. Yeah, okay. because so. I can't say significant something significant doesn't have any meaning. Now. <laughs> yeah, it's just okay. You may yeah, no it point. just is. Yeah, yeah,
0: it it, it checks out. Then I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, um, but what do you see yourself in five years,
2: man? Yeah, yeah. So most probably, hopefully. I'll be graduating my fucking PhD <laughs> finally. <laughs> but <laughs> because I plan, I plan to move out uh-huh. after taking my masters. So I plan to move out and pursue my PhD somewhere else.
0: Okay. Have you decided?
2: Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I have. Uh, I have like choices. We talked a lot it. about it. Yeah. 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 So hopefully by five years, six years, I'll be. I'll have my PhD done And go out there Most probably I don't know yet I don't know yet You know After that Maybe going To Free market You know Industry Industry Mm -hmm. Maybe we can work That's what I want I want to ask
0: both of y'all this Will you follow your heart Or will you follow your wallet
1: Heart Definitely What the (laughs) fuck (laughs) Fuck my wallet so let me tell you what.
0: That's the thing about science, right? Sometimes science is bald.
1: I mean, our ideas are not but like, against science. Okay, The work and business that we're talking is literally science. So it's not two different tracks that we're talking about.
2: One will fetch the other. Okay. Yeah. It will bring yeah. okay. money. This is the point.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Dude, for even, I mean, for science you need money, you need funding, you need, right. you need to provide this. That's I mean, that's what you're seeing right now. Yeah. You know? So we need to feed this infrastructure of science from the businesses that they can provide money into the science. So we need science-based businesses.
0: You know what really blew my mind? And a lot of people don't take advantage of it at all. And I, I filled out for one and then I got a call. This was on a state level. This was Alabama for what I do with this podcast. Mm. There are so many grants in the United States that people can apply for, for literally almost anything. If you you think you have an invention for a patent that could improve lives, science, the arts...
2: Right, just write a proposal. Yeah, about it. just, reasonable. Yeah. just express your idea in a reasonable way. Yeah, you
0: know, and and I think like that goes to what you're saying. Just a touch is um, the money is out there, and I believe that people are really passionate about what they believe, but I think they get lost in the hopelessness, the loneliness, and like a lot of people don't understand those late nights to where you're carving out a song or you're working through an equation and you really get a little lonely about it. Mm-hmm. But like when you have these grants and things like this, it's like dude, there's a lot of people that believe and there are a lot of people that will throw money at what you want to do if you'll just look for it. Right? It's out there. So I believe yeah. like what you're doing, yeah, more money, yeah. What can we, fi- if we can figure this out, I mean, this could change anything, everything.
1: Yeah, definitely. Same with you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because any approaches, I mean, you need the facilities, you need the equipments, and each of the equipments, we are talking about billions of dollars, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean you will see some projects like I mean James, I mean they, mm-hmm. the rocket, I mean they're super expensive, you know, most expensive project ever, happened, I mean like Apollo, yeah, mm-hmm. these are insanely expensive. Mm-hmm. But I mean now you see, I mean some companies thanks to some business SpaceX, yeah, Tesla, I believe they're really, I mean, doing a great job out there. Yeah
2: especially Tesla and AI. Yeah. Yeah, it's,
1: it's they
2: right are right the best right you now. You know what I
0: love about them the most. And Elon is really good about those grants I was talking about. Mm-hmm. A lot of the projects and things that he's tried. And the thing I love about Elon, you don't hear a lot about it unless you really look into it. Dude, <laughs> but we're, he's we're had a, he's he's had a lot of failures. Yeah. But he kept trying. I mean, without Dude, failure, I'm you can't be
1: successful. It. This is a part of it. If it's yeah. stupid if someone doesn't have any failure. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, almost. like he's
0: failed way more than he's been yeah. successful. Yeah. And even with his successes, there's bugs. Yeah. But like, this is brand new stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, even in the huge stages, they were in a debate that we should give up on one company and keep the other one. Yeah. So, these are the big risks that it's really hard to take, but, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, I like you
0: got to gotta take those steps. Yeah. you got to. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I liked Elon till, till the point that he didn't put any comments about abortions and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: same. Yeah, one like, little
0: yeah. political. Yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah, that's
1: a bullshit, man. Yeah. We'd... I mean, I really didn't expect that from Elon Musk. Right? Yeah, I think that, science and art game.
0: and like most fields should be apolitical. You, like, you...
1: I mean, he talks politics a lot. Yeah. It's not that, no, I don't talk politics a lot. But when it gets to the half a population of this country, they're getting discriminated. They're going back half a century back in the history. He doesn't care. I'm not. care i am not politics. I, I don't talk politics.
0: Well, I think like with the. This is not. And I'll, I'll say this. I, I don't want to have a full long discussion on it, but um, when it comes to uh, that, is you're talking about two different things, and this is what neither side understands about the other, is one side is talking about morality. Mm. They have a really high regard for life. And then the other side is talking more about um, the law of it, like the, um, they're not talking about morality, they're talking about...
2: The
0: materialistic part of it, yeah.
1: The fact is, abortion is a medical procedure. It's not a, I mean game, or it's not a hobby for some people, and one enjoys you're always doing it. That, it's a, it's that's that's fine. It's a medical that that could be. That if could be. If those women don't get it, yeah, they they will die. So I mean, we should pick from the person. Yeah, are that you're talking
0: is... about ectopic pregnancies.
1: Yes, I mean, in many cases, they. I mean, even right now, okay, in emergency cases, you're bleeding, you're going to in Mississippi to the abortion center. First, they, they... there is no abortion center. Second, with
0: those types, that's you don't go to a clinic to, you go to the hospital, and what you need will be performed. What you're talking about is not an abortion.
1: Sir, there were many cases right from the point that this law got... I mean, the uh, reverses We happened till now that the women were in the hospital in an emergency situation. The doctor was concerned about if I take the procedure and do the abortion, I might be sentenced for it or not. Many cases. I mean, it's just out there. Many of them are right now in the court. So I okay. mean, people died. Even uh-huh. right now, with this decision, people dying. We don't care about those grown-up women. We are caring about something that it doesn't have really any much of a feeling. It's not. It's not anything. I mean, if we care about those, but I think best of the bad.
0: I think you provided a great point. If that was the case, it would be allotted. But like we're talking, like. That's that's the difference between what the sides believe, really. Is one one is a moral point and one is more of the world. I
1: mean, the moral morality here tells you okay. Survival is the point. Keeping someone, the human being alive, is the point. Why you kill the woman and you are just talking about keeping the, the, the something that really doesn't have any existence yet doesn't have any sense of understanding doesn't have any experience you're killing a person and in many cases it does happen and it did happen by now and this is not a fair deal you know for a people that they do the most sacrifices in their life for bringing the birth. I mean right now these planets need women more w- more than anything else we should praise yeah. them for many things you know yeah. I'm proud of that yeah man I mean now <laughs> this is the time yeah, absolutely. that
3: I'm with it yeah (laughs) so yeah
0: so I'm saying like there's a lot of nuance to it like I agree with a lot of what you say you know Uh, most of it like
1: (laughs) in some sense all of it (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah I mean I I mean I get it you know I'm not here I was just I I don't wanna I'm not here to argue. Yeah, man. You man, know, yeah. it was like I enjoy talking to you. Yeah.
2: Dude, express yourself freely. Yeah. You. yeah. Yeah. It's
1: a Porsche talk. It's a Porsche yeah, talk. It is
0: a Porsche talk. <laughs> but that is one thing like I was uh, No, I
1: really enjoyed the talk. So. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> let me
0: say this. <laughs> is uh I have a friend of mine who contacted me um, two days ago. Tuesday and he was asking about podcasts he wanted to start one mm. and he asked me what the most important thing was and I told him my number one critique that I have like from people that listen to the show is uh, I'm not disagreeable enough mm. and so um there's a point to that, is I don't want anyone to be afraid to be on the show. I, these are their views. These are their opinions. Yeah. They're their thoughts. Oh yeah. I'm not here to put them on their back foot and make them feel like they're on the defense, right? <laughs> but I was like, that is the thing you need to be most thoughtful about, is like if you want a podcast, is like, you have to navigate the conversation Mm
3: -hmm.
1: yeah Yeah, that's true yeah Yeah, I mean that's a technique yeah for sure
0: Yeah, I mean and I think it's like to a recorded conversation but just to a conversation in and of itself as far as a communication skill I I think it translates well Mm -hmm. um Maybe not for everything, but <laughs> perhaps. Question three.
1: Oh, all right. we have question three. All right. To walk it out of the door. Oh, yeah. What okay. was your
0: favorite part of this interview?
1: Favorite part? Say all that. of it.
2: You want me to say yeah, I really specific Every like single part. Say, of I enjoyed it. it all. All right.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was really nice conversation. I love yeah. it. Nicely, I mean, nice atmosphere. Good friends. Yeah man, good we colleague. had a good time. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well you're welcome.
1: Thanks so much.